And now, Dick Tracy! This is Dick Tracy on the case of the Mermaid's Mirrors. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Yes, it's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Say, Tracy fans, what do you think was the greatest search ever undertaken anywhere? The search for the lost continent of Atlantis, maybe? Well, that's a possibility. But there's one historic search that led to the discovery of many things and places, but has never been completed to this day. And that's the great search for the Fountain of Youth. You remember the story. You remember how Ponce de Leon set out to find the Fountain of Youth and found Florida instead. Well, de Leon sailed from Puerto Rico, where he was governor, on March 3rd, 1513, and landed on the coast of Florida near St. Augustine on April 8th. That trip took him more than a month. Today, it's a matter of hours by airplane. Now, Ponce de Leon didn't find the Fountain of Youth, but there's one interesting sidelight to his discovery of Florida... Today, thousands of people travel to the Sunshine State every winter to spend the cold months and the warm weather there. Many of them do it hoping it'll prolong their lives. So there you have it. Ponce de Leon searching for the Fountain of Youth, found Florida 435 years ago today. And people are still going to Florida for pretty much the same reason right now. And now, here is Dick Tracy. I want to tell you something about Crowder Hall. It's a big 40-room mansion about 60 miles from the city. It's got acres of ground around it and ought to be a swell place to spend a few spring days just doing nothing. Pat Patton and I were invited out by Colonel Tewksbury Crowder. But when we got there, we ran into a bit of trouble. And no colonel. The next morning, while I was shaving and Pat was taking a cold water shower, we talked things over. Yes, sir, right after breakfast, we'll search the house, we will. If anybody's hiding in any of the rooms, we'll nap. What? What's that you said? I can't hear you, Pat. Turn off that shower. That's right, in about an hour. I said I couldn't hear what you were... Oh, never mind. Oh. <clears throat> you know something, Richard? There's nothing like a chilly morning shower to make your insides feel good. I know, Pat. I just took one. <sighs> if the buckle who broke in here last night is still on the premises, I'm healthy enough to nab him with my bare hands. Uh-huh. Say, Dick... Why would anybody go into that room downstairs and smash one of those mermaid's mirrors? That's what I'd like to know. There was no other sign of disturbance. No, except that the caretaker, Mr. Ogle, got a crack on the head when he went to investigate. It's funny he didn't see who hit him. Of course, it was dark in the room. Yeah, that accounts for it. Mm. Well, it's a fine, quiet vacation, I must say. Well, we only got here last night, Pat. Yeah, I know, but first the caretaker's dog tries to get us. Then the caretaker thinks we're a couple of crooks. And then instead of having a good night's sleep, we run into a mystery. Richard, when is the next train back to the peace and quiet of the city? <laughs> oh, you'll feel better with some food under your belt, Pat. And I'll be obliged to you to straighten out this Crowder Hall difficulty and let's all enjoy the beauties of nature. Pat, uh, put on your robe, will you, and see who that is? Just a minute, I'm coming. I say, do you mind if I come in? Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you, Colonel? Come in, come in, sir. Uh, excuse my appearance, will you? I- I'll be dressed in a minute. Up bright and early, I see, Colonel. Yes, yes. Dash it all. Up. Couldn't sleep, you know. All that trouble last night. I- 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 I've I, been up for an hour. Searched the house thoroughly. I've 
Didn't find a thing, not a thing. Have you any theories about last night? Theories? <laughs> That's what a detective deals with, Tracy. All right, sure, I have a theory. Someone came into this big house to steal something. Yes, of course, of course, to be sure, yes. Now, you tell me what's worth stealing. Oh, everything, my dear chap, everything. I've been collecting valuable antiques for years, big and small. Yes, and a few months ago, you picked up the six doors, part of the fittings from the smoking room of the Linus Attorney. The mermaid doors, yes. They're not exactly antiques, you know. But I thought they'd look well in the room, make nice panels, what? Well, Colonel, as soon as I get dressed, I'm going down to the room and examine those mermaid mirrors on each of the doors. You and Pat uh, can go on ahead, and I'll see you at the breakfast table. A few minutes later, I went downstairs. The room just below my bedroom was the room I wanted to examine again. There were the six beautiful doors built right into the wood paneling of the room. On each door was a beautiful painting of a mermaid. She was holding a real mirror. Last night, one of those mirrors had been removed from a door, and now it lay smashed on the floor. I started to examine one of the other mermaid mirrors when I heard a step behind me. You're Detective Tracy, aren't you? And, uh, you're Miss Angela Crowder. How did you know that? Well, you just said I was a detective. <laughs> Your breakfast is ready. Did you know that? Oh, yes, yes. I could smell the bacon. It's ham. Oh. Uh, tell me, Miss Crowder, what do you know about these mermaid doors? You weren't here at Crowder Hall during all the excitement last night, I believe. Oh, no. I I drove out from the city early this morning with Joseph. Uncle Tewksbury, Tukey told me that somebody popped old Mr. Ogle, the caretaker, over the head and that he... Uh, right... just a moment, Miss Crowder. Oh, call me Angela. All my uncle's older friends do. Well, all right, uh, Angela. In the first place, who is Joseph? Oh, he's Joseph Lavar, a friend of mine. He's also very much interested in the Crowder Hall antique. And, uh, is he also very much interested in you? <laughs> Let's not go into that, Mr. Tracy. Come along and eat your breakfast before the eggs get cold. I followed Angela Crowder out to the dining room, which was in another part of the big house. Angela was about 20 and very attractive. She was the niece of Colonel Crowder, and I was interested in getting a look at her boyfriend, Joseph Lavar. But he wasn't at the table. Pat was the only one there, and he was still eating. Ah, fresh country ham and eggs, thick cream, real butter. I don't know quite what, what's going to happen to my weight, Richard, but they'll have to ring a bell to stop me eating. While I ate my breakfast, Pat had another cup of coffee. And when Angela went out of the room, he told me about Joseph Lavar. Know something, Dick? Hmm? I don't like that lad. There's something about him I don't like. Like what? Oh, well, it isn't because he's Italian and good-looking enough to be in the movies. It isn't that. I, I like every nationality, every race and religion. <laughs> I, I even like the Irish, strangely enough. No, no, it's something else. I'm still listening, Pat. Well, he claims to be an expert on antiques. Yes, yes, so Angela told me. Uh, he was telling the colonel he knew all about antique and very old furniture. Made a very great study of it. Well? Well, now I put my two cents in. Now listen to this. I asked him how it was possible to protect an antique chair from erythema. Yeah. He said the thing to do is to paint the chair with white varnish. Meaning what? Richard, my boy, erythema has nothing at all to do with antique chairs. Erythema happens to be the medical word for sunburn. 
But this Joseph Lavar didn't know it. He fell for the trick, and I knew right then and there he was a phony. Well, now, that's all right, Pat. What else did you find out? Well, I hate to say this, but uh, Miss Angela doesn't always tell the truth either. She said she'd driven out from the city with Lavar, but she didn't. No? No. Take a look at this. Mm-hmm. I found it under his chair after he left the table. The New Jersey Tavern, Route 67. Mm-hmm. He was living there yesterday and the day before. That's the bill for his room and board. Yeah. Yeah, made out to Joseph Lavar for two days' lodging. Well, Pat, you have a good reason for being suspicious of him. And the New Jersey Tavern is only a mile down the road from here. But Miss Angela said she drove him out from the city early this morning. Yes, that's what she told me, too. So it's possible that Navarre could have been in this house last night, huh? Well, if he was, I wonder what he was looking for. Of course, Pat, you know, we have no proof that Lavar is a crook or that he was in, in Crowder Hall last night or that he knocked out the caretaker or... Uh, crazy! Pat! Yes. Hey, it's happened again! You'd better come with me quickly. What's happened again, Colonel? Oh, another accident. I'm jolly well fed up, you know. How easy does it, Colonel? Take it easy. I I left him for a minute in the mermaid room. When I came back, he was lying on the floor. Who was? The young chap, young LeVar. LeVar? Come along, Pat. Let's see what this is all about. Your eyes? I mean, the chap isn't dead, is he? Oh, no. No, but but we ought to send for a doctor. We ought to get him to a bedroom. Uh, and... Please, uh, let me have a look, Miss Crowder. This is Mr. LeBar, I suppose. Oh, confound it. Of course it is. Well, then, no, I won't try to move him until I've examined. Odd. Oh, very odd. He seems only to have fainted. Shall I telephone for a doctor? Yes, you can call the New Jersey Tavern. Maybe there's one there. You know where it is? Of course. It's only a mile from here. No, on uh, second thought, no, perhaps we don't need a doctor. Pat, lend a hand here, will you? We can carry him to one of the bedrooms, and I think he'll revive without too much trouble. We left Joseph LeVar in the hands of Uncle Tukey Crowder and his niece and came back downstairs to the mermaid room. Didn't take a second look to see that two more of the mermaid mirrors had been removed from two of the doors. Uh, Richard... Guess maybe I was wrong about that antique expert. Looks like Devar is just as innocent as I am. You mean because he was found unconscious here on the floor a few minutes ago? Of course I mean that. What else? I found the old caretaker lying here last night, didn't I? Now this morning we find Devar out like a light. With only one slight difference, Pat. What's that? The old caretaker was conked over the head and knocked out. Lavar didn't have a mark on him. What? But, but, but he was unconscious. Oh, no. What? When Angela brought a glass of water and poured a bit down his throat, he gulped. Now, Pat, an unconscious man is unable to gulp water or anything else. No, Pat. Joseph Lavar was no more unconscious than I was. Well, that'd be a monkey's uncle. Now, look, Pat. We've got to work fast. You've got a small screwdriver on your key ring. I have. All right. We'll unscrew the three remaining mirrors on the mermaid doors. My hunch is that somebody's looking for something behind those mirrors. And I'm going to look first. Then we'll put the three mirrors back in place and keep our mouths shut. We won't say a word to the Colonel or Angela or Lavar. Come on now. Let's get busy before somebody comes. In a minute, we'll return to Dick Tracy. But first... Hey, kids, here's a show for you starring those two laugh-happy comedians, Abbott and Costello. Every Saturday morning, the Abbott and Costello Kids Show comes your way 
over most of these same ABC stations. And here are just a few of the gala surprises that you'll be hearing on this Saturday Fun Fest. Abbott and Costello, of course, are up to their usual funny tricks, and they'll interview some of your favorite boy and girl screen stars, like Roy Rogers or Margaret O'Brien or Butch Jenkins, who will appear to try to hold their own with the two comedians. And, of course, many children from the audience will be interviewed and will participate in different sorts of contests. Now, here's a show that was meant just for you. Of course, Abbott and Costello hand out prizes for the best answers. And each week, a trophy and gold medals will be awarded to the outstanding boy or girl who has done the most heroic deed of the week. Now, that's really something to work for, isn't it? These Abbott and Costello Kids Show programs originate in the famous Lou Costello Jr. Youth Foundation for Underprivileged Children. That's the Hollywood organization started by Lou Costello a few years ago for one of the best causes in the world. Tune in to the Abbott and Costello Kids Show this Saturday morning. And now, back to Dick Tracy. Hmm. That's funny, Pat. Hey, it sure is. Not a single thing behind any of these mirrors. No. All right, Pat. Let's get him back on the doors. But there has to be a reason behind this mystery. Even if there isn't, isn't anything behind these mirrors, somebody knows the answer. Maybe it's the Colonel or Angela... Maybe it's LeVar, but there has to be a solution to this. Yes, Dick Tracy is right. And you'll be with him tomorrow when the case of the mermaid's mirrors starts to reveal a lot of exciting clues that just about ruin a swell vacation. So get in on the detective work, too, on the adventures of Dick Tracy. Tomorrow, same time, same station. This is George Gunn speaking. An average radio listener recently said, quote, your Thursday night Willie Piper show is certainly pleasant. Yes, it moves along so smoothly and delightfully that you'll be surprised to find yourself completely absorbed in the story, not aware that your face is covered with a broad smile. Thirty minutes pass just like that, and you're left with a mellow, contented feeling. The hero of the show is Willie Piper, a well-intentioned youth who blunders his way through the darndest predicaments. He's married to a wonderful girl, and they live with Willie's father-in-law. These are the chief members of the cast. For the story and for the wholesome chuckles, here, the Willie Piper Show broadcast tonight over most ABC stations. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs>